What's going on, golf addicts? It's the week after the Open Championship. We're the Tour Junkies. I know, it's the 3M Open. It's the, you know, it's the duct tape open, whatever the hell this tournament is. Who cares? You know, it's, a, it's got pretty crappy names, but it's long shot season. Like, every every winner of this tournament's come from, you know, nowhere. So, we're going to have some fun making some DFS lineups. We're going to have some, some fun betting. But tonight, we're talking about DraftKings lineups, DFS, and I'm excited to do so. My boy, Pat Perry, we're coming off a hot week. We'll get into that in just a second. But before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsor, FantasyNational.com, the place to go for all your stats, for all your PGA, uh, DFS, and betting tools. It's all right there at Fantasy National. It's what we've been using for five years now. And you head over to FantasyNational.com slash TJ, and you're going to save 20% off any membership. You can get a weekly membership, monthly, uh, annual memberships, and you could test it out for a week and then decide you love it, upgrade monthly or annually. It is the one-stop shop. You literally don't need another tool. You don't need another tool if you just get Fantasy National. It's that good. We've all been using it for a long time, okay? All the data is from the PGA Tour. It's clean data. You know it's good. You know it's right. You know, you could uh, you could bet on that, all right? So head over to FantasyNational.com slash TJ. Take advantage of the discount. Pat, I see you got a little beer podcast juice tonight looks like some sort of a lager or something or ipa yes it is a lager actually a little uh local brew south bound mountain jam southern lager i don't know what makes it southern other than it just from savannah yeah um um, so it's good it's good beer i'm i'm going planet tito's tonight buddy planet tito's i love it is that like straight Mm-mm. You got anything at it? Did you cut it with anything? A little bit of soda and a lime. A little bit of soda yeah. and a lime. You know, got to keep the girlish figure going. Still still pool season over here. Um, mm-hmm. Pat, Cam Smith is your champion golfer of the year. Uh, we were all over Cam Smith all week long. Hopefully many of you played him. It was a huge week in the nut hut. Holy moly. We had six-figure winners. We had... Our boy Samson, who who does content for us, he won like, I don't know, 30 grand, 40 grand. He won like so many different contests. We had, uh, well, I don't know. I can't remember the username that won the 100 grand. Um, AT, AT Frost. AT Frost, that's right. Won 100 grand. Yeah. In fact, he even messaged us. I mean, what a beautiful message it was, too. I wonder if I could, wonder if I could find that message. Let's see. Here it is. I mean, what a, what a lineup. Guy wins first place. I don't remember what contest it was, but he scored a lot of points. Here's the, here's the message here in the Nut Hut. Thank you to the TJ community, the only podcast I listen to and only Discord I follow for golf. Super stoked and no idea what to do next. Look at that lineup. Rory, Cam Smith, Cam Young, Abe Answer, Brian Harmon, and Aaron Wise. 635 points. That's near the nuts, actually, uh, because the perfect lineup would have been 660 and a half. He was like, he was like 25 points away from the full yes. nuts. Can you imagine that Brian Harmon helped him win 100 grand? Dude. And Aaron Wise. I actually like, played I, Aaron Wise. I ended up being on Aaron Wise, talked about him on the Nut Hut chat Wednesday yeah. night. You just may not remember it. Brian Harmon mm-hmm. never spoke mm-hmm. his name the whole week. Like, not once. Not even once. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Open Championship from a DFS perspective. If you want a little more of an Open Championship debrief and conversation and some takes, you can check out the betting show. But I want to talk about it from a DFS perspective. Pat? We talk about it every week, and you know, with all these great tools and stuff, like, and all these great podcasts, 
People are sharper. They're sharper than they used to be when me and you started this thing. You know, back in our day, gas was a dollar eighty a gallon. Yeah, and, I mean, and and nobody knew anything about PJDF. Nobody had fantasy fantasy national. They could just get easy, clean stats, like you know, showered yeah. off stats. So fresh and so clean. Some some yeah. lathered up, you know, st- statistics. But nowadays, you know, people the chalk hits. We talk about it all the time. We're like, hey, you got to eat some chalk. You can't fade if you fade it all. You will lose a ton. I mean, you might have some really nice weeks, but you, you, you got to fade some. You, you don't fade at all. And some of the chalk that paid off was obviously Cam Smith at 20%. Rory averaged about 25. Uh, Xander was, came in around 23. Uh, Tommy Ladd came in around 20 to 24. I was a little surprised mm-hmm. by that. Uh, he that, paid that off, I would say. Yeah, he did. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, who you talked about a little bit, I wasn't really interested in. He was actually one of the top scorers in, in DraftKings DFS. He was around 15%, so he wasn't super chalky, but those were some of the high-end uh, high-owned plays that paid off. Now, the guys that did not pay off, number one was Max Homa, the chalk bomb. Yeah, yes. thank you. Yeah. Thank you, chalk bomb miscut, $7,900 Max Homa. If you're not subscribed to the chalk bomb emails every week, you're missing out. We had the head-to-head matchup data or matchup uh, section written in there. The chalk bomb was Max Homa. He trunk slammed on Friday. Point for the good guys. Um, Seamus Power, 22% miscut. Ryan Fox at 21%. Tony Finau, 21%. Finau didn't miss the cut, but he, did, he didn't really pay off his, his price and ownership. But Fox, Seamus Power, Max Homa, big names that, uh, that probably hurt you, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the long run. I kind of got off Max Homa a little bit later in the week. The more I saw, you know, the more touts and whatever else talking about him and it being his first, and I, I think on the shows I liked him, so I'll, I'll probably admit that. But I just, you know, as much as I saw of, of, of him being played, I, I just sort of got off of it, especially with the tight. Once you found out he's playing with Tiger, it just kind of changed the whole dynamic a little bit. So, and you really respect my chalk bomb right up. Yeah, absolutely. That too, of course. Of the top 12 scorers in DFS, this is so key to remember when we get these major championship weeks, when we get these really deep fields with great players all over the place. In the top 12 DraftKings scores, half of them were owned at 5% or less, Pat. Half at 5% or left or less, and the other half were at 15% or higher. There was really not a lot of middle ground there uh, of the top 12. They were, they were very low owned or very high owned. So that was interesting. Um, the $25 Millimaker winning lineup had Rory, Cam Smith, Cam Young, Bryson, which you and I did not see coming. Uh, Chris Kirk mm-hmm. and Thomas Dietrich at scored 631 and a half points. Bryson, Cam Young, Chris Kirk, and Thomas Dietrich were all sub 5% owned. So he, he went ahead and said, hey, and this is what we're talking about. When you're building these lineups, eat some chalk, but then you got you to you know, have some pivots there underneath. This guy had Rory and he had Cam Smith. Okay, that's 45% ownership right there. But the other four names, super low owned. The guy that won the $4,444 Millimaker uh, also had some pretty, pretty low ownership totals. Uh, their totals, his total equaled like 60% total ownership. And what's crazy is between his lineup and the guy that won the $25 Millie, they only shared two players. They only shared two players. They shared Cam Smith and Cam Young. This guy, uh, had, who did he have? He had, he had to have had Hovland. He had Hovland, who that was another yeah. one that you and I kind of whiffed on. But I mean, a lot of people whiffed on Har- Harmon. 
Obviously, the best pivots were Cam Young, Victor Hovland, Bryson DeChambeau, Brian yeah. Harmon, and DJ, which DJ was in my sleepers video. Talked about him a lot on Wednesday night in the Nut Hut chat. Um, he was one of my two sleepers. He, he paid off. The other one missed the cut, Kevin Nah. But I mean, you know, the, the perfect lineup, actually, what, this is crazy, Pat. Listen to the perfect lineup. Tell me who's missing. The perfect lineup would have scored 660 points. You would have used all your salary except for $100. You would have left $100 on the table. And your total ownership would have been about 53% between all six guys. You would have used Cam Smith, Cam Young, Victor Hovland, Tommy Fleetwood, Bryson DeChambeau, and Brian Harmon. No, no Rory on that. No Rory in the perfect lineup. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I mean, Cam Young was the one I think was the key. Yeah. Like, he really, if you look at across the board, he was the key. Like, there was a lot of folks that just, you know, he obviously has shown in majors that, that he can play. Um, I, I think there was some concern about the driving on this course and and i had the same concern for cam smith like i, I thought he might get a little wayward and he, he actually drove the ball really well yeah, he did cam young drove the ball well too and and i think that um it goes to show you too that when you get no you know real weather to speak of on this course that you know if, if we're looking back at this again like four or five years from now if they play this you know play it here again like you're looking at great ball strikers and you're looking at some distance because these, the, those are the guys that showed up in the top 10. Um, and then of course, Cam, you know, Cam was ridiculous with the putter, but we did kind of quickly forget that he wasn't that great with the putter on Saturday, but he was on, you know, three of the four days, but, but um, I mean, not just the putter though. I mean, like his irons were on, he was great yeah. around the green. Like he, he still, he still did his thing. I mean, let, let's look at the, the strokes gain on Cam Smith. Um, I mean, he gained across the board. He actually gained the most strokes with the putter, as you would expect. But mm -hmm. after that, the, the category that he did the best was strokes gained around the green. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and then approach and then off the tee. So, uh, I mean, he definitely got it done. I mean, when he had to, on those shorter on those shorter holes that like weren't quite drivable for him, he was getting them up and down on his second shot. You know, second shot, third, third, uh, third being the birdie opportunity. Like he was getting that done. So. It was really interesting. Uh, I, I love seeing Cam win. I mean, because we had money on him and he was our guy. I mean, Rory would have been great. We'll, we'll talk about that more on the betting show. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on, Pat. We got to talk about the 3M Open in Blaine, Minnesota from TPC Twin Cities. This will be the fourth year this tournament uh, has, has taken place here at TPC Twin Cities. It's a birdie fest. It's a TPC course. They want to see a lot of birdies and they want to see a lot of big numbers. Um, you got to avoid them. You got to avoid the big numbers, obviously. And we've seen past champs. Cameron Champ was your, your winner last year. Michael Thompson before that. Matt Wolf the year before that. If you want a full course breakdown, full course preview, everything you need to know, nothing you don't, it's already been done. And it's on our YouTube channel, or you can listen to it on the podcast feed. It's only 13 minutes. I break down everything you need to know about the golf course, key stats, some trends that we've learned in the first three years. Uh, we won't bore you with all that tonight. We're going to go ahead and talk through these ranges, talk through the picks. GPP picks, maybe a cash pick or, or, or two, maybe a chalk play, what we think people are going to start doing. And uh, let's, let's get it going, Pat. I mean, it's a weak field. It's a very weak field. We've had some withdrawals late today. Uh, shockingly, I, don't, I didn't see any of them that were coming over from the open. That was weird. Like Charles Howell withdrew late today. Mark Hubbard withdrew late today. Neither one of those guys coming from Scotland, um, but they withdrew. So you got, uh, let's look at the top of the range here, 9K and above. Let's talk about it. Uh, very few guys in this range. Tony Finau 
Hideki and Sung JM all in the 10,000 to 105 range. Uh, you know, so the, pretty soft pricing with the top guy being ten yeah. five. When was the last time we saw this many people? Yeah, like I don't in the nine k to above range. I don't actually remember. I don't actually remember. Um, Sam said he's got a typo. I'm trying to find trying to find the typo. I'm, I'm, uh, this is like a game. Yeah, I don't see the typo. Hidegawa is right. Hideki Matsuyama's right. Sung JM is right. Mavericks right. Is it a pri- Is there a price wrong? Uh, oh, oh yes. There's a zero. There's a lost zero sticking around. On <laughs> there's the bottom. a there's a random zero just hanging <laughs> okay. there at the bottom. <laughs> Dang it, Sam. Oh gosh. Um. All How right. How does that even happen? So we got uh, Pat has Pat has no idea. Sam, he's never done a graphic before. He wouldn't. Know. He wouldn't understand. <laughs> like, is there not a table there that you go on, or like, okay, a yeah. table? What? You know, like a table, like a like a graph that. How would the how would the zero just fall to the bottom? Okay, so let's not worry about that. Pat, <laughs> a table. Good God. Um, all right, so this range, I think people are going to gravitate. They're going to first gravitate towards Davis Riley, and I, I'm guessing Sahith the Gala. The only fear with Sahith is the dude's played a lot of golf, number one, and he's coming over from the Open. Um, did he play – I don't remember. Did he play the Scottish – no, no, he didn't play the Scottish. He played the Deer. Yeah, he did play. Yeah. Okay, that's right. So he's played. So he's played the Travelers. He's played the Deer. Then he went over to Scotland. Played played the Open all four rounds. Now he's coming back. So I mean, it's it's week four for the young young guy. Um, but it's something to think about. I think. I mean, I, I think it's a great course for him because the fairways are kind of generous. Um, you know, he can spray the driver a little bit, which is usually his issue. He can't spray it too much because there's a lot of water hazards out here on TPC Twin Cities. But in a birdie fest, I'm tempted by Sahith. I just think he's going to be chalky. So quit, quit distracting each other in the chat. Jeez. Um, so I think Riley and I think Riley for sure is going to be the name everybody's going to. It'll be interesting to see what his ownership goes to. What do you think Davis Riley's like? I think it's possible. That at some point in the in the next couple of days, we could look at ownership projections, and at some point, Davis Riley could be touching like twenty seven to thirty percent. I think that's how giddy folks will be to play Davis Riley at nine k. Yeah, I think Davis Riley's just going to have a ton of ownership, which may end up putting me off of him. I mean, I think he he seems more of a bet candidate to me than actually DFS. I, I think Maverick McNeely is is a good play here in, in the pivot play in this range um you know he hasn't i feel like he had all this early season momentum and a lot of us were talking about him and and whatever else and and he's kind of cooled off a little bit but you know if you just look at like his his recent form and everything else it's it's not bad you know with the top 10 of the john deere t16 uh playing over at the scottish open um you know he's had a top 15 i believe here before um well he's t16 last year so I think Mad McNeely is going to end up being the good sort of pivot play from an ownership standpoint if if you want to, unless you just want to eat the chalk on Riley, which he's still going to be a good play, I think. Um, well, I mean, you are looking. Yeah, I mean, you talked about Mav's great play, which he he went on. Then he kind of fell off. Like we were all kind of going, okay, is he going to bring it back? Then at the deer, he brings it back uh, with a pretty hot putter, but gained a lot of strokes off the tee. Played well at the Scottish, and then even last week, you didn't mention this. I mean, but at the Barracuda, he finished ninth. Yeah, in, in, in a scoring event, a Stableford event where you got to score. I mean, here's the deal. Like in a, 
ownership thrown out the window. I would rather have Davis Riley. You mentioned him as a betting candidate. I've, I've already bet him outright. I think he, you know, in fact, uh, we did the Monday morning first look show this morning, which if you're not tuning into that every, every Monday morning, you need to. I did it early, anticipating we'd have some withdrawals at the top of the field. But when I started the show, or actually right before I started the show, he was 28 to 1. That was the best number you could get him. When I started the show and I hit his name, I, I think he was at 26. And I was like, that's, that's a done deal. We're pounding that 26 to 1. We hit that now. Before the show was over, it was a 30-minute show. Before the show was over, he was down to 24. And now he's down to 22, maybe, or 20 to 1. This isn't a betting show, but he's down, he's down there. Um, so, I, I mean, the, the love for Mav on the outright market is already shown. So he's going to be, he's going to be popular. And, and I think... You mean the love for Riley or for the Riley. love for Mav? Sorry, the, the yeah. love for Riley. And I think the, the game theory thing to do, because, I mean... Is Davis Riley that much better than Maverick McNeely? If Davis Riley comes in at 25% and Mav is like the forgotten dude up here and he's at like 9%, the pivot to Maverick McNeely may make a lot of sense. Um, so I, I'm with you. You know I love Maverick McNeely. I mean, I, I'm, I'm always yeah. eager to jump on Mav. Other than that, like, I'm probably just going to wait and see on this top tier. I am very interested in taking everybody in this range at low ownership except – I will not play Adam Hadwin up here. I, I can, I, mm. And I know he's got two top whatever six finishes here. Um, is, it, is it six? Yeah, he's got a sixth and a fourth. I just don't. I mean, I faded him at the John Deere when he, him and Webb Simpson were up there up top, and everybody loved him, and, I, and I, I faded him there, and it worked out. He's cheaper here than he was at the John Deere, um, but not by much. And I just don't like Adam Hadwin from a – what is he doing that great right now? It's a lot of short game. That's, that's one thing. The ball striking is a little sus. He's depending greatly on the around the green play. And the putter's actually been cold, which is weird for him because historically he's a really good putter. But the putter's been pretty bad lately with him. Uh, and the, the, the iron play has been very suspect, as has the play off the tee. I mean, he's never really gained I mean, a lot of strokes off the tee. Yeah, I mean, his driving accuracy hasn't been good. And not that you have to be incredibly accurate here, but you're going to be short. You've got to keep it out of the water. There's a lot of water on this course. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I just, I think that, uh, I, I'm a, I agree. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Adam, Adam Hadwin. You know who's going to, is kind of the enigma up here to me is Sung JM. Like, that's the one, unless he's, is he withdrawn? <laughs> no, no, not that I know of. <laughs> I mean, like that's the one that, like, I don't know what the hell to do with Sung Jay. I, I mean, I think yeah. Sung Jay might be the lower owned guy out of this top group. Yeah, and he's done nothing. I can't even believe he made the cut in the open. But I mean, he finished DFL when he yeah. Did. Um. So I mean, I I just. But there's like, if you see, if you saw like a five percent Sung JM, I think you, I think you play that. I do too. I agree. I think you play that. I mean, the miscut at the Genesis Scottish and the eighty and the eighty first place finish at the Open. You could kind of. I mean, this is so different than the Open. Like, this is going to be such different golf. Hell, not even close. Hell, if if they're like me, when I came home, I was like, oh, this kind of golf is easy. Like the golf over here is easier than the golf in Scotland. So. You know, maybe those guys are maybe those guys come back home and they're like, man, you know, Sung Jay gets here and he's like, oh, oh, dart throwing competition again. Yeah, I, I can do that, and he does. Oh that. wait, I don't have to hit it sideways out of a bunker. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I think that's what we got to do. We got to watch out for this top tier and see what's up. I, I guess coming back to, to end this range on Davis Riley, I, I, he is tempting chalk for me. I, I think when he, if he creeps above that like 22% spot, I'm probably going to bounce um, because, but, but anything under than that, I might consider just eating it. Any, but the other thing you can do other than pivoting to Maverick McNeely is as we transition, let's take a look at the 8K range. The 8K range is hot and juicy, if you ask me. The 8K range is where it's at uh, on DraftKings. I mean, there's a lot of good names in here that, I mean, this was a hard range for me to even come up with a fade, to be honest with you. Charles Howell's bowed out, but you got Cam Davis at 8,900, Cameron Tringali at 88, Shesticle coming off his win at the Barracuda, Adam Long, JT Poston, two, two weeks removed from his win at the John Deere, Mark Hubbard has withdrawn, Brendan Steele at 8,300, Martin Laird, who'd finished, I think, runner-up or third at the Barracuda to Shez Reevy, and then he Nick Hardy. Third. Um, he Alex third. Okay. third, yeah, that's right. So, to me, the AK range has a ton of studs. I mean, the popular build is going to be balanced. Popular build is going to be balanced. Um, therefore, you know, the, the, the contrarian play will be to use, like, Finau, Hideki, Sungjae, and then bypass Davis Riley. You know, maybe grab one of these low eight guys and then go, go do your thing. But... The balance build will be, will be popular, um, and there's a ton of names in here that, that I really do like. You start getting to some of the names that are looking at the FedEx Cup standing. Including this week, you have three more regular tour events. You're going to see some of these guys playing their, their, their ass off for the next three weeks because they're, they're on the bubble, right? They're on that 125 bubble, and if they don't get it in the next three weeks, it ain't happening. Um, and actually, one name in here who's been pretty popular lately and played really well, and he's the cheapest name in this range, is Nick Hardy at 8K. And he's been on a really good run. I mean, really good run. Good, decent at the RBC Canadian. U.S. Open, 14th. Travelers, 8th. John Deere, 30th. Like, he's playing really well, but he still is outside of the top 125. He sits at 132 on the FedEx Cup standings. I think a lot of people will gravitate towards Nick Hardy. I think a lot of people will gravitate towards... uh possibly JT Poston. Two names that I love the most in this range, and I think both of these guys will probably be somewhat popular. Um, but the guy at 8,900, Cam Davis, you know I love me some, some tall, lanky, Aussie drank of water. And he uh-huh. sees his fellow countrymen take down the, the Claret Jug. He's a PGA Tour champion. Um, you know, and playing well. Just finished sixth at the Barracuda. Birdie Fest. Got him 34 Stableford points. I love Cam Davis. Uh, and I love Brendan Steele. And I do think both those guys are going to be popular. I really do. So, I mean, I think you could play. I think my favorite cash play would be Brendan Steele if you're only doing cash. But, I mean, it, you know, if I skip Davis Riley, I may play both Steele and Davis uh, in a lineup. Uh, you know, be willing to eat plenty of chalk here in this range because I like that many guys here. My only fade is Chesticle. But just, and it's, you know, I don't love Shez Reevy to begin with. Like, I never get too jazzed up about playing Shez. He's coming off the win that he needed to have. Like, he really needed that. He was, out, he was on the outside, I think, looking in. He didn't have a whole lot of FedEx Cup points. He, he, he needed the win. Probably a big sigh of relief for my guy. And, you know, maybe he approaches this week a little different. 
The ball striking has not been in, not been incredible. Uh, I mean, I hate to fade him coming off such a birdie fest at the Barracuda as well, but it's the one name in here that I just did not get too fired up about. That's the AK range for me. Well, I mean, I think um, we have some agreement here, but I, th- I think this is a range that's very interesting. Like, I, I really think you could go with three guys in here in your lineup. I think that's what a lot of people are going to do. Yeah, and then spread it out from there to get if, – if you're in a GPP, spread it out from there to try to get a little bit of lower ownership, you know, maybe go up to Mav or somebody like that. But, I mean, I, I was a little surprised, and maybe you were kind of saving him for me a little bit, but, I, you know, I think Adam Long's a good play. I mean, you Yeah, I like, the, I, I like him. You look at the stats for him, I mean, he's top 25 in the field in ball striking, top 30 in approach. Um, you know, he's, he's top 25 in driving accuracy. Um, so I think that Adam Long makes a lot of sense. You also look at just his recent form. I mean, it, it's there. I mean, he was, he's 13th and 25th in his last two events. He's got a great course history here with a 25th last year, second place in 2020. So Adam Long is one of those that I think you could really, you know, kind of center a lot of lineups around. Uh, in this range, you know, I'm I'm with you though. I, I love Cam Davis. I mean, he is. I think he's one of my favorite plays here. I, I like Tringali. I mean, when it, if if not here, when when does Tringali so, get, get a win? I mean, the guys. All these names are names I had written down. Like I, and I truly, there is one name in this whole range I don't like, and it's Shez Reevy. But I, I think Reevy's the only one that I could, especially with with. Uh, you know, some of the guys that are dropped out, although I, I would have probably liked Hubbard and Charles Howe if they'd stayed in this field. But, um, you know, I like Nick Hardy. So, I mean, there's really not – I think you could not really go wrong with a lot of these guys, which is one of the reasons I think you could go with two or three here and then try to find some different leverage somewhere else. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good range. I, I, I like a lot of them. Listen to this. So, I'm looking – I pulled up the top 20 odds available on DraftKings. And guess who – So. Sung J.M., Hideki Matsuyama, and Tony Finau are obviously your top three in terms of top 20 odds. Guess who the fourth guy is? He's in this range. His name is Cameron Tringali at plus 100. The same odds as Adam Hadwin. The next guy, or I'm sorry, wait a minute, hold on. Let's see, let's see, let me me straighten this out. Okay, yeah, Tringali, same odds as Adam Hadwin and Mav McNeely. Then you get Davis Riley at plus 120, Adam Long, at plus 130, alongside Cam Davis and Sahit Thigala. So, like, the top 20 numbers are the same for Thigala as they are for Davis, Long. They're worse than, than Tringali, or longer than Tringali. Um, Brendan Steele's up here. You know, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see, to see those top 20 odds as, as, relative to these prices here, but I really do love this range. It's a very juicy range. Very, very juicy. I, yeah. yeah. Um, because after this, the seven and six K range gets real scary real quick. But before we move on, um, uh, you know, Pat, I did have a chance recently uh, to hit a few PXG irons, which I'd actually never done before. Ooh. And I got to say, they're pretty sweet. We'd always heard that the PG PXG irons were pretty nice. We got a couple buddies on tour that play them. PXG makes world-class high performance golf equipment for golfers of every skill level. From their newest, most technologically advanced Gen 5 golf clubs to the more budget-friendly 0211 line of sticks, PXG delivers unbelievable quality, distance, forgiveness, and feel. And they don't just sell off the shelf. Every club is customized to fit your individual swing. That's key. We preach that all the time. You want to get golf clubs, get fitted. No matter what handicap you are, get fit. Buy online at pxg.com by calling 
844 play pxg or by visiting a pxg store or fitting studio near you pxg nobody makes golf clubs the way we do period is that a pretty good bob parsons impression <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you're gonna try that oh, of course um sweet all right let's get to the 7k range here talking 3m open talking tpc twin cities and DraftKings. uh the 7k range it's it's ugly y'all it is it is ugly it starts with Ryan Palmer and everyone's hot, the hot new commodity, the hot, he's the new, you know, you're in the middle of the school year, right? You're in the middle of the school year. You're, you're, you're cruising. You know, maybe you're like, man, I ain't got a hot, they ain't a hot chick in my class. Not one. I, you know, all the hot girls are over in Pat's class over here. He got all the hot girls in his class. That's right. And I'm staring at, you know, I'm staring at these, 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 you know, homely looking girls over here. And then all of a sudden, one day you're just sitting in class. Remember this in elementary school when you get a knock on the door? And the principal would open the door and there'd be a, mm. there'd be a little shawty. There'd be a little shawty right by her that you've never seen before. Mm. And she mm-hmm. got a little Liza Frank book bag on or something. And, uh, and you know, she's like, oh, hey, Miss, hey, Miss uh, Kotler, uh, I got a new student for you. She's all the way from, you know, wherever, probably the South. And, and you're like, oh. And you're sitting there at your desk, and you got to, you're scared mm-hmm. the bell's gonna ring because you're gonna have to walk with your book bag in front of your shorts because you got a new piece of meat that you're looking at. You 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 may be happy about it. Well, that's Chris Goderup at 7900. Chris Goderup, the college mm-hmm. the college boy. You know he's the young he's the young uh, young buck coming up in the PJ Tour, hitting it a freaking mile. Gonna give Cam Young a run for his money off the tee. Uh, everybody loves Chris Goderup. He's he's no longer the hidden gem. Uh, don't mind that I faded him when he, when he trunk slammed just a couple weeks ago, but, uh, uh, yeah. And I just, I just, I, just, I gave, uh, Chris Goddard a nickname in the nut hut, but I'm not going to talk about it. Maybe if you get in the nut hut, you can, you okay. can see what, there you go. You got the defending champ camp champ. Oh man. Poor Fowler. Fowler's in here. Uh, Matt Naismith's in here. Uh, Amish Troy. Er- Eric Van Ruyen, the Minnesota Gopher. Everybody's going to talk about with, him. I think he withdrew. Oh, he withdrew, did he? Did he withdrew? Yeah. Uh, Smoth Daddy's in here. Another defending champ, or another past champ, Michael Thompson. Ju Young Kemp, who just accepted temporary PGA Tour membership today, Pat. Ju Young that. had him a good open championship. You know, made the cut, did all right. Uh, Bo Hostler's in here. Danny Willett, Pat Kazire, James Hahn. Callum Taren. Anyway, those are your seven K pick, seven K range. Pat, I'm gonna let you start this one. Who do you like? Where do you think it's gonna go down in the seven K spot? Are you gonna play well, Chris Goddard up? That's the first question. I'm not playing Goddard up. I, there's, I just, I'm just not Why ready not? to get get in there, get in there with a new kid in the class. Mm. I, I gotta, I gotta see what's going on with this new kid, like. Something's wrong. They're 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 not from the south, like you said. I think they're from. She's California. got a great body, man. She, I think they're body. from California, and they no. they like they're gonna do. They they play mental games with you. No offense to the Californians. Listening. No no offense to California Marcus. people, but like like it's like she's coming from Bayside or something, and and we're over here, and you know we just don't know what's going on. So I I'm a little worried about about Goddard. So I'm I'm gonna wait and see with him. Um, I do like Adam Spenson. There at seventy six hundred. Um, you look at the stats across the board. He's he's fantastic when it comes to ball striking approach, all those kind of things. Um, I think Spenson is is really my favorite play here in the, in the seventy six hundred range. Uh, has played here before, had a top fifteen finish uh, a couple years ago. 
Um, so I like that. Um, you look at his finish at the Barbasol. He was he was sixth. Um, and then two straight top 25 finishes before that at the John Deere Classic and the Travelers. So the, the guy's kind of hot right now. Um, I like Wyndham Clark. You know I'm going to like some Wyndham. He, he's at 7,500. Okay. Um, T16 at the Scottish Open, then came back or played in the Open Championship, did make the cut, didn't do, do too well. But before that, had a T35 at the, uh, at the Travelers. He also has, um, you know, a mixed course history here. Two missed cuts in a row, but a T5 in 2019. I mean, that's a so Wyndham I, Clark. That I mean, if that's not a Wyndham Clark course yeah. history, I don't know what it is. Two missed cuts and a T5. I mean, the guy hits it a mile and he puts really He's well. He's kind of like Cam Champ, who won last He's year. Very much, yeah. So, yeah, I think he fits the profile of a guy that could win here. Um, so I do like him. Um, so uh, just leading to 7,500, that, that's where I'll, I'll stop. I'll let you go a little bit, and then I'll go give you some some cheaper guys here. Uh, okay, that was weird. I don't know. Okay. Um, I, no, I'm, just, I'm just separating it up. There's so many guys here. I may play Goddard up, depending on the, depending on the, the chalk. I mean, he's going to be chalky, so I probably won't end up playing him. I mean, I think Emiliano Grillo at seventy six hundred is yes, is enticing. Yes. Um, the guy he missed the cut at the uh, at the Open Championship, got you know so got to come home early. Whatever, no big deal. Um, but I mean, the ball striking has been really solid with him. T three here in twenty twenty, missed the cut last year. For a minute there, his ball striking wasn't wasn't quite right. I mean, the, and the putter's never been great, but the ball striking was kind of a miss, and now. Now it seems that he's found a little something, and he's been gaining strokes with the putter. I mean, gained four strokes at the John Deere and almost ran down JT Poston. That's the, that's the danger with Emiliano Grillo. So, um, you know, to me, that one's, that one's interesting. I like Grillo. Uh, working down the board a little bit. Uh, Austin Smotherman, for me, I know we talk about Austin a good bit. He just played pretty good. I think he finished, what did he finish, eighth or no? What did he finish at the – yeah, he finished eight at the Barracuda scoring event. You talk about a guy that makes a ton of birdies. Like Austin Smotherman, if you look at his finishes, you're going to be like, oh, okay, like it's, it's a benign, you know, 54th at the Barbasol, 44th at the Canadian. He makes a ton of birdies. He just makes a lot of mistakes. Uh, but, you know, on DraftKings, we'll take, the, we'll take the birdies and the mistakes as long as he's playing the weekend and he continues making the birdies on the weekend. So I, I like Smotherman. He's sitting on the 134 spot in the FedEx Cup. Uh, I know he's motivated. I know his caddy's motivated to get this thing, get this train on the tracks, and get up inside that 125 because you're going to need it. So I definitely like Smotherman. Matt Naismith at 7,500 is another one. Uh, dis- disregard the two missed cuts that he's had here uh, at, at this event because I think Naismith's playing. He's a much better player now than he has been over the last couple of years, and the form has been pretty tremendous. He went over to the Scottish and missed the cut, but again, Lynx Golf is just different. Like, but look at the look at the the track record leading up to the Scottish. Um, he's had a really sneaky good season for Naismith, so I, I think it's a good spot for Matt Naismith. We can ignore the course history. I mean, those are three of my favorite plays. I, I do like the Svensson play. I think your chalk in this range is going to be Goderup and Svensson. Um, I think if you wanted to play cash and be a little different, I mean, you could definitely go Svensson. I would feel more comfortable with Svensson and cash over Goddard up, but I also think Smotherman and cash, uh, or Naismith could work. The only other names here at the, near the bottom, Pat, that I just want to throw out there, uh, would be at 7,200 Danny Lee and at 7,100 Hayden Buckley. I was, I'm wondering if either one of those guys were, were on your radar. 
Uh, Hayden Buckley was Danny Lee, not so much. Um, but I never can get him right. I mean, all I see right now, I don't know what he did last week. Did he play last week? No, no. Well, oh, um, oh, at the Barracuda, I don't think so. he had a withdrawal at the Travelers and a miscut at the U.S. Open. So yeah, he didn't play last week. But although Danny Lee is a guy that, like in DFS, just out of nowhere can can show up. So I don't, I don't mind. I can I can see why you would play him but Hayden Buckley for sure the guy's been on the tear if you just look at his last four events I mean he's made the cut has you know two top 30 finishes including the T14 at the US Open yeah so um I like that I like um you know you mentioned Ju Young Kim is a, is a guy that just had this um you know just accepted the you know the invite to be on the tour he's got you know he's he's played some t- tough events lately with a 23rd at the US Open third at the Scottish Open T47 last week at the Open Championship at St. Andrews. So, I mean, this is a guy I think is one of your next studs on tour, if he stays on tour. We'll see. Um, Maybe that's one reason they wanted to lock him up. But um, I do like Ji Young Kim at 7,300. Probably going to have some higher ownership. I don't know. I don't know what his ownership is going to be. I don't know if there's just people that don't even know who he is yet, and they haven't really paid attention to what he's done um overseas and whatever else but but i do like him a lot um yeah i mean it it depends on the contest if it's the pat mayo experience open you know or the pat mayo experience listener league he's going to be higher owned if it's a high stakes league he might be higher owned as well more people are going to know who he is if it's a pretty public contest maybe not um but i I definitely think it probably depends on the contest I, i think so so i couldn't sell you on a little danny lee like if i just let's look at danny lee in, I just don't know how to to sell me on Danny Lee. In two really, years, in two years playing this event, he's gained eight point one strokes ball striking. Now that's led to a twenty sixth place finish in twenty twenty and a miscut in twenty nineteen. But still, eight point one strokes ball striking. So everything tee to green. Like he, he he hits a lot of greens here. Obviously, his short game has always been what's held him back. But I mean, other than the miscut at the U.S. Open, which I don't know what the numbers are, I could pull it up. But you know, at the RBC Canadian, where he finished 10th, and the Memorial, gained a lot of strokes ball striking there. Then he finished 23rd at the Charles Schwab, where he didn't gain any strokes ball striking, but he saved it with a short game. But, I mean, look at the genesis back in, the Febu- back in February, where he was coming off three straight missed cuts, and then, sorry, four straight missed cuts, and then, boom, a 21st at one of the toughest fields at Riviera. Like, the upside for Danny Lee is, has always really been there. Um, so I, I'm I'm interested just because of the upside and and the the big potential for D Lee. Still didn't talk you I, into it. I mean, he still didn't talk me into it. I mean, okay. I hear you. That's okay. I hear you. You know, you probably feel the same way about Danny Lee that I'm kind of like leaning towards wanting to play Tyler Duncan for some. Like, yeah, Duncan, I can't. I just look at the ball striking stats. He's he's top ten in approach and ball striking. He's I, I just. He, I never get him right. Anytime I want to play Tyler Duncan, it never works out. Yeah. So I just don't feel I can I can be too confident with it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh. I gotta I gotta tell the people too. Like, if you're in the Nut Hut and you're not paying attention to the Prize Picks Discord Woo! channel that we've got going on, Pat had a, Pat made a killing on Great Price Picks last week. This past week, the Prize Picks thread alone in the Discord server will pay for your Nut Hut membership. And if you've not already signed up for Prize Picks, you got to do it. They're legal now in like 30 states. Uh, you, all new users, if you use promo code TJ, will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. It's the best legal way to play props. 
It's daily fantasy made easy. You don't have to, you're not playing against a bunch of other people. It's just you versus the props. You're going to pick between two and five different props and over and under on their projections. You can win up to 10x sometimes. You get a little bonus in there. You can win up to 11 or 12x on your entry, just you versus those projected numbers. You can even mix sports, like you can throw in, you know, baseball and MMA and golf in there and do a whole card that way. They got a great mobile app. It's the best kind of pick them props contest there is available, and they offer safe and fast withdrawal. So use promo code TJ. Get yourself a hundred percent deposit match. Please, you gotta sign up. It's a it's a great experience at Prize Picks. They're supporting the podcast, so so help us help us support them right back because they're just that good. Head over to Prize Picks. Okay, Pat, we're here for the six K range. It's the three M Open, TPC Twin Cities, and we're not just gonna give you a bunch of names. We're gonna do our six K draft. We've been having fun doing this. Other people giving us good feedback with this. My six K draft for the Open Championship obliterated your 6k draft for the open championship last week so we are now one and one i've got to win you've got to win doing these 6k I mean, drafts. You had like two guys made the cut and i had one so i what? went i went very top heavy with my selection to have studs <laughs> and so that's what i did it's just you know it's how it goes it is what it is but i still bludgeoned you with that team so well, that's what we're gonna do and uh we're, we're gonna we're gonna do this right now 6k range let's see who picked first last time i don't remember Hmm. Okay, I'll pick first. Ready? Yeah, I feel like I picked first last time anyway. Okay. Um, and we get, we're gonna we're making ourselves pick one guy. Yeah, can we leave this graphic up, or do we have to put it down? And no, then... I guess he could. I guess he could leave it up. I don't know. We don't really need to leave it up that long. Okay. Um, I am going to start with. God, this is a tough decision. Man, this is really hard. Um, I, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with Brandon Matthews. I really like Brandon Matthews, a 6900 mm. Corn Ferry Tour guy. He's already pretty much locked up his PGA Tour card, or he has locked up his PGA Tour card. Guy just hits it so far. Like he's gonna give Goddard up a run too. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if Goddard can hit it as far as Brandon Matthews. I'm excited to see what he can do on some generous fairways. If he's hitting fairways, I think we. I think we got to watch out. If he doesn't put in too many balls in the water. $6,900 Brandon Matthews can make some birds. I think I'll take B-Matt. Okay. Uh, are you writing this down, or did I just write down my I'm own I'm putting players? it in my DraftKings lineup. You oh, should... Did you send me a contest? No, just create a lineup real quick. I, did, I forgot to send you a contest. Okay, hang on. All right, I'll start. Um, I'm going to start... I feel like you're, you're kind of getting me a little bit because I'll, I'll like try to go cheap and then I'm and then I get screwed because you take somebody that I like in the upper half. So I'm gonna go with um, this. This is this seems I'm gonna go with Andrew Novak. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay. Somehow my DraftKings is locked up on me, but that's what I'm gonna go with. Okay, we'll write we'll write this down. Uh, I, I think I'm gonna ride the hot form. I think I'm gonna ride the hot form. I think he just finished. He's he has not been good leading up to the Barracuda, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that it it, it hangs on. If in fifth place, 
at the Barracuda. I'm going to go with Scott Gachuski, 67 hunch. Okay. Um, all right. Going from one birdie fest to another, you know? Do we have a, we don't have any limits on no, our range. We just right? have to pick one guy at 6,400 or less. Okay. Um, I think then, then I am going to stay up here in this range and I'm going to go with Brandon Hagee at 6,800. Mm, you know, I like Brandon Hagee. You yeah. dirty dog. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't think you were going to leave this guy for me, but I'm glad you did. He is sitting at the 135 spot on the FedEx Cup playoffs. He gains strokes in, on bent grass conditions. Typically a good putter, typically a good iron player. He's coming off an uh, eighth-place finish at the Barbasol and a 16th last week at the Barracuda. It is Justin Lauer for me. Mm. Love it. I was cl- close to, uh, I was looking at him. You kind of stole him there from me. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to go ahead and go down and take my 6,400 Okay. Pick. Okay. Um, or, or less. Um, and I think what I'm going to do here is um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Chris Stroud at 60. All right. Yeah, it's it is slim pickings down there. I'll give you that. It's hard. What what? OK. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and get my guy down there, too. It's 6300. He's only, he, he's never played here. He withdrew the one time that he had a chance. But dude, he's made his last. Actually, actually, did he play? Did he play last week? Uh, yeah, he's made his last four cuts: the RBC Canadian, the John Deere, the Barbasol, and the Barracuda. Sung you'll know. And, oh, he's, okay. and he's gaining strokes on approach. He's gaining strokes with his short game. He's only losing strokes off the tees. Sixty-three hundred. And the only reason he's losing him is because he can't hit a fairway. But he's gaining strokes with distance. Uh, good, good distance numbers out of Sung, you'll know. I think this place could set up nice if the irons continue to trend where they are, uh, where they are trending. For a $6,300 play, uh, Sung, you'll know. I mean, like, let's see. Last week, he was T32 in greens and regs. So, I mean, he was doing all right there. He was, uh, yeah, the driving accuracy was just not good. But that's okay. I mean, you don't have to be super accurate. Just don't get in the water, Sung You'll Know. We'll be good. All right, so I'm going Sung You'll Know. Okay. Um, I'm going to bump up here uh, to a guy who checks a lot of boxes. Uh, as a matter of fact, he, you know, he's top 10 in opportunities gained, 32nd in strokes gained approach. Uh, fairway finder hit his top 25 in driving accuracy, top 20 in putting on bent grass greens. And has played very well recently. Austin Cook at 67. Mm, I had him written down. That's a good one. He also sits 154th in the FedEx Cup standings. Austin Cook needs to get on his horse and do his thing. Uh, All right. I'm going to come out of nowhere with this one. You ready? Coming out of nowhere with this one. But I think the kid, what if if this kid makes Chris Goddard look like, you know, what if this is like Chris Goddard comes into the classroom and and now thinks he's he's the shit and then this kid walks in. And like wins or something. Great name. I mean, wins the name competition. Cole Hammer, baby. Oh, Cole he's cheap. What is Hammer he is a play. I think he's 65. Yeah, 6,500. 
Uh, not too many PGA Tour starts on uh, under old Cole Hammer. Obviously, University of Texas product. Uh, only played in let's see, two, four, six, eight, eight PGA Tour events. He's never. He's only made one cut. But okay, but big but. Uh, most recently missed the cut at the Travelers. Last week on the Corn Ferry Tour, Pat, he's only had three Corn Ferry Tour starts. His first start was a miscut. His second start was like a T36 or something. Then just last week, finished seven. Shot 68, 63, 64, 69 to finish seventh on the Corn Ferry Tour. Gets a start here in Minnesota. I'll take the young Texas stud. Uh, Hopefully continues the firepower and the birdie bonanza for my team. All right, well, I saved this guy because I just, I, I think this guy eventually is going to make his way back into being, um, you know, not, not like a stud or anything on tour, but he, he's, he's making his way back. Um, okay. Because he had some years where he was, he was pretty damn good. And that's Kevin Chappell. Mm. You know, Kevin Chappell here at uh, 6,600, I believe, is where he is. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, 6,600. Kevin Chappell. Dude can score, man. He's long off the tee, um, playing better recently. So that is that's that's my final one there. Um, whew, okay, I'm debating here. I, I think I'm going to go with 6,700. He's played here twice, miscut in a 58th place finish. But Pat, he's a PGA Tour winner. Crazy enough, and it was four years ago. Satoshi Kadaira at 6,700. Mm. Uh, who just actually, I think his last event was the uh, Barbasol, where he gained 5.4 strokes on approach, 1.3 off the tee. He's been positive in the ball striking category. His last two events, the John Deere and the Barbasol, hopefully we keep that train rolling into the 3M Open, where he's really struggled with the ball striking at the 3M. But hopefully that turns around. Satoshi Kodaira, 6,700. So that is my squat. That is it. Who do you think? Put that in the comments, folks. Who has the better team between me and Pat in the 6K range? Um, I've got, let me read off my team for you here. I've got uh, Justin Lauer, Brandon Matthews, Satoshi Kodaira, Scott Gachesky, Cole Hammer, and Sung You'll Know. Okay. Uh, I'm missing a player. (laughs) Well, maybe you haven't, uh, maybe you still have to draft one. Do I need to draft one still? Oh yeah, I started, so you probably would have to draft one. Yes, you still have to draft one. Oh, okay. That's I have why you're one more player. Yes. All right. Um. So then I will go with. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Brian Stewart. Gag. Yeah. You got Brian Stewart and Chris Stroud on the same team. Yeah, I, that's I, why I they're like the same guy. I, I don't like, know which, what the difference is between either one of those yeah, two guys. I'm throwing, a, I'm just throwing a loop at you. Like you're not going to know. You're what doing the it just so on. you can learn. So you can learn. Yeah. Uh, my team is going to crush your team yet again. I mean, my team on paper every week it looks so much better than your team, and I'm one and one. I don't know. Chapel, Austin Cook, Hagee, Novak, Stroud, and Stewart, which is fantastic. That's like a the Novak and Cook plays. I like. I don't know about the rest of them. All right. That's it for us. We're the Tour Junkies. This has been the DraftKings show for the 3M Open. Check out the betting show and check out all the other good stuff we got going on this week. Okay, people? Check out Prize Pick. All right. 
And uh, see us in the nut hut. How about that? May your screens be green. See ya!